echoes of the celestial symphony. In a world where music held a power beyond imagination, a gifted young musician named Lyra lived in a bustling city surrounded by towering spires. Her violin playing was said to weave magic itself, captivating audiences and invoking emotions that seemed to transcend the mortal realm. One evening, as the sun dipped below the horizon and the city's lights began to twinkle like stars, a mysterious figure approached Lyra. Cloaked in darkness, he introduced himself as Maestro Vesper, a legendary composer rumored to have penned melodies that resonated with the very cosmos. I have heard of your remarkable talents, Lyra Maestro Vesper intoned, his voice a melodious whisper. I seek a musician capable of a performance that will unlock the secrets of the universe. Intrigued and humbled, Lyra accepted the challenge, and Maestro Vespa handed her a single sheet of music a composition that shimmered with celestial notes. He explained that by playing this composition under the rare alignment of three moons, Lyra could channel the cosmos energy and reveal its mysteries. Determined and awed by the opportunity, Lyra practiced day and night, her violin strings quivering with anticipation. As the fateful night approached, the city buzzed with anticipation, and people from all corners of the world gathered to witness the celestial symphony. Under the shimmering light of the three moons, Lyra took her place on a grand stage, her violin gleaming like stardust. As her bow touched the strings, a haunting melody filled the air, resonating with the heartbeat of the universe itself. The very fabric of reality seemed to shift, and the audience was swept away in a euphoric trance. But as Lyra played, she began to feel a growing unease. The composition demanded more of her than she could have ever imagined. It tugged at her soul threatening to unravel her very being. Her music became a desperate plea, a struggle to maintain her grip on reality as the celestial energy surged through her. The audience watched in awe, unaware of the battle raging within Lyra. As the final notes echoed through the night, a blinding burst of light erupted from her violin, illuminating the sky. For a moment, time itself seemed to freeze. When the light finally faded, the audience was left in stunned silence. Lyra stood on the stage, her violin still clutched in her hand, but something was different. Her eyes glowed with an ethereal light, and her music seemed to have transcended the boundaries of mere sound. Maestro Vesper stepped forward, a rare look of concern in his eyes. He revealed that the composition she had played was a test a challenge meant to unlock the universe's secrets but also to determine if a mortal could bear the weight of such knowledge. Lyra's transformation was irreversible. She had become a living vessel of cosmic wisdom, her existence now intricately woven into the fabric of the universe. Her music held the power to heal, to inspire, and to guide but it also carried the weight of a truth that mortals were never meant to comprehend. With a sorrowful smile, Maestro Vesper disappeared into the night, leaving Lyra to her new existence. She continued to play her violin, 
her music echoing through the ages, a testament to the boundless power and unimaginable sacrifices that come with unlocking the secrets of the cosmos. Trivia time. Once you think you have the answer, lock it in and wait for the next one. Answer all five questions and put them in the comment section below. Don't cheat yourself, learn something, and most importantly, have fun. Here are the answers for the last episode. 1D, boiling water. 2D, all of the above. 3D, whistle. 4A, proximity to water source. 5B, dehydrating. Question 1. What does the acronym EDC stand for in the context of survival and prepping? A. Emergency Disaster Center B. Essential Disaster Checklist C. Everyday Carry D. Emergency Distress Call Question 2 Which of the following is not a type of knife commonly used in survival situations? A. Folding Knife B. Machete C. Bread knife. D. Fixed blade knife. Question 3. In which situation would a signal mirror be most useful? A. Starting a fire. B. Building a shelter. C. Signaling for rescue. D. Collecting rainwater. Question 4. What is the main purpose of a Mylar blanket, emergency blanket? A. Providing shade. B. Collecting food. C. Insulating body heat. D. Filtering water. Question 5. Which of these items is a good source of tinder for starting a fire? A. Wet leaves B. Rocks C. Metal can D. Dry bark The Clockmaker's Paradox in a small village nestled between rolling hills, where the rhythm of life was marked by the ticking of grandfather clocks, there lived an eccentric clockmaker named Elias. His workshop was a wonderland of gears, pendulums, and intricate timepieces that seemed to dance to a symphony only he could hear. Elias was known for crafting clocks that were more than just timekeepers, they were masterpieces that held a touch of magic. Each clock had a unique story, and villagers would gather around his shop to hear the tales behind his creations. One day, a stranger arrived in the village, dressed in a coat adorned with mysterious symbols. He sought out Elias' workshop and presented a challenge, 
to create a clock that could turn back time. The stranger's eyes gleamed with an enigmatic intensity, and Elias, ever the curious craftsman, accepted the task. Weeks turned into months as Elias toiled tirelessly, experimenting with gears and mechanisms that defied the laws of nature. His obsession with the challenge consumed him, and the villagers watched with growing concern as he poured his heart and soul into the creation. Finally, the day came when Elias unveiled his masterpiece a clockwork marvel with a dial that promised to reverse the flow of time. The stranger was pleased, but his satisfaction was tinged with an eerie sense of anticipation. As the village gathered to witness the clock's inaugural chime, a hushed tension hung in the air. The clock's pendulum swung, and its gears whirred with an otherworldly energy. The chime echoed through the village, and for a moment, time itself seemed to waver. But then, chaos erupted. The world around them twisted and contorted, as if reality itself was unraveling. The stranger's coat of symbols glowed with an unnatural light, and Elias realized the grave mistake he had made. The very fabric of time was being torn apart, and the consequences were beyond his comprehension. Elias rushed to the clock, desperate to undo what he had set in motion. With trembling hands, he manipulated the gears trying to halt the irreversible damage. As the villagers screamed in fear, the stranger's expression twisted into one of triumphant malevolence. And then, with a deafening snap, the world fell silent. The village was frozen in time, trapped within an eternal moment that held no past, present, or future. Elias stood in the midst of the stillness, his heart heavy with regret. The stranger, now revealed as a guardian of time, approached him with a sinister smile. He explained that the paradox created by the clock's attempt to reverse time had trapped the village in a pocket outside the natural flow of reality. Elias begged for a chance to set things right, to restore time and free his village from its stagnant prison. The Guardian's laughter echoed through the frozen air as he granted Elias a single opportunity. With a deep breath, Elias approached the clock once more. He delicately adjusted the gears, recalibrating the mechanisms to undo the paradox he had created. The village flickered, and then, with a gentle hum, time resumed its course. The village came alive again, its people unaware of the timeless void they had narrowly escaped. Elias, exhausted and humbled, dismantled the clock that had caused such havoc. The guardian of time, satisfied with the lesson learned, faded into the shadows. Elias returned to his craft, creating clocks that celebrated the beauty of each passing moment. The village continued its existence, forever grateful for the artistry that filled their lives with the music of time. <laughs>